You are now tuned into Seriously Podcast, featured on SoundCloud and iTunes. Seriously? Welcome, everyone. We are back for a brand new Seriously episode. Uh, This week, we are going to be talking about all the fun things happening at Dreamforce, happening in San Francisco next week. So, guys, uh, how are you feeling about next week? Excited. What about you, Nick? Loving it. In fact, when you said we are back, I was having flashbacks. I thought we were going to Vegas, and we were going to say, we are back. We are getting Ken back. But no, we're going to San Francisco, and uh, we are going to Dreamforce. Sounds like some kind of Star Trek conference, right? It doesn't sound like CRM and applications in the cloud. But hey, um, we're kind of excited about it, right, Ken? I mean, how we went last year to this thing, I guess this this will be my... Third time. How about you? I think yeah, the same. Third year in a row. That's right. It's a great event all around. Whether you know, it's not. It's it's about Salesforce, but there's a ton of other stuff going on there besides Salesforce. What is it? 140, 150,000 people show up in person in San Francisco, and then a few hundred thousand more on the live streams. Something like that. Yeah, I mean, with the stats I heard was um, somewhere in the region of 160,000 registered attendees. You know, maybe 145,000 show up. Not too shabby. It sounds like it's become kind of the customer innovation event uh, uh, on the calendar. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think the interesting thing is if you can get some publicity, that apparently last time I heard it was a like six million YouTube views. So I'm kind of happy to hear that you're presenting at this conference, right? Because um, maybe we can get you some YouTube traffic. Yeah, that would that would be great. I can't wait. We're going to do a presentation about how we're using Salesforce's. Uh, app cloud platform to build out all this cool new stuff we have going on here at One World Sync, uh, which is going to be kind of geeky. Um, but if you're into geeky stuff and you're into the future of retail, you, you might want to check it out. It's Tuesday at three, by the way, for those listening who might be in San Francisco. It's uh, called Power Up Your Community: How to, How Heroku Can Take Users to the Next Level. It's going to be at the Hilton Union Square. Fabulous! There we go. Well, maybe other people can follow our lead and build products really quickly in app cloud so so before i geek out some more on salesforce a little bit i was actually just you know aside from dreamforce salesforce themselves have been in the news like crazy recently you know um i guess every day there's a new story last week it was um i guess they were in the running to maybe try and acquire twitter um which i'd love to get your thoughts on um and then of course this week i had kind of a seriously moment right because I remember last year, I think it was, they bought a productivity tool in the cloud called Quip, which I've used a couple of times, a kind of like Microsoft Word in the cloud. Um, but it sounds like they've also just partnered with Slack, which is a red-hot company. But seriously, like those two would like be in direct competition with each other. So I'm trying to make sense of what you think is going on here, Ken, with Salesforce as it relates to these collaborative and productivity solutions. What do you think these guys are up to? Well, I think it's pretty clear, even if you look back at what they tried to do with LinkedIn, you know, they they were in the running for uh, the acquisition of LinkedIn before Microsoft won that. And yeah. it's it's kind of no coincidence, I think, that Microsoft won that and, and they had to win it to keep it out of Salesforce's hands. Because I think that Salesforce is making a pretty serious play for Microsoft's productivity business. Uh, you know, MS Office is huge for Microsoft. Um, and it's probably not going away anytime soon. But um, as our as our 
friend Benedict Evans likes to say, and we quote him a lot on this podcast, um, you know, as the tools of work change, the nature of work changes as well. And as we are becoming more and more of a mobile collaborative uh, kind of workforce, uh, the tools that are required to succeed are going to are changing and, and the nature and the way that we work together are changing and Quip and Slack are two great examples of that. So, yeah. and, you know, Salesforce is is trying to get very far ahead of the game and, and leapfrog Microsoft in the productivity business. And while Quip and Slack do have some overlapping features and capabilities, they're both at their core around collaboration. Right? Quip is maybe a step further than what Slack is, but doesn't have the broad adoption of Slack. Uh, so you can see where the play makes a little bit of sense for Salesforce. And if you think about Chatter, Salesforce has. I mean, I was going to say, yeah. I mean, I think Chatter probably was uh, is getting a little bit tired because it's kind of very Facebook 2006, right? Yeah. In terms of its, you know, it's got a cadence, but you know, I could totally see how they weave Quip into Community Cloud, I, and I could see how Slack can make Community Cloud just so much more pervasive. Right. Um, you know, it's interesting because, like, you know, we are we often talk about sharing content and systems of integration for product information, but I'm quite excited about bringing, you know, uh, Community Cloud to some of these big retailers we're working with. We find it really hard to kind of wrangle in these large trading partner communities, work with them, and and so anything that we can do inside of a private environment that makes it just a pleasure to work. You know, I've used Slack a good amount, and it makes it's really it's fun to use, let alone productive. So, yeah, if we can reduce the friction and the barriers to helping folks engage very large trading partner communities, I'm all for it. But I just I was wondering about how they would you know, uh, integrate those partnerships and acquisitions and make them into a seamless offering. But I guess we'll find out when we get there. Yeah, no, I, I hope we find, I think we'll find out a lot about that. But I think if you look into the crystal ball just a little bit, you can see um, that all of these tools, while they're, while they're about collaboration, it's, you know, including Chatter and Slack, um, it's about more than just being able to chat back and forth, right? So these things ultimately, too, um, especially Slack and Quip are much more of a platform than than Chatter ever was. And so, if you look at Slack, for example, the ability to create bots in Slack. Um, so, what you can do when you have this platform capability is develop real functionality and workflow and things like that on top of it, and then plug it in to the to the community and the collaboration around that. So one of the things we know Salesforce is going to spend a lot of time on next week is Einstein, their new AI product, right? Yeah. So imagine, right, that in Slack there is a bot that will allow you as a, I don't know, a sales manager, right, to say, um, you know, Einstein, what is the probability of um, achievement on my forecast for the month of October, right? And it, it just being able to spit back at you your probability for achievement is 97% based on past performance and current indicators, right? Mm -hmm. And then you, you, uh -huh. if, if that's kind of a longer-term strategy, you see how LinkedIn and Twitter play in that because those are huge social signals that feed into Einstein to help you get better probability on things like that and predictability around your, your pipeline and your forecast. And that's just one example, I think, um, of yeah. where it could go. So, it, and I'm sure they've thought of a ton of stuff that I haven't. Um, but it, it's really yeah. exciting where they're spending the money. Um, I, I think we'll, we'll pay dividends for them in the future. And, and I think Microsoft is, is probably looking very closely at what's happening with their friends at Salesforce. 
Um, I can imagine. I mean, a Cortana must be freaking out right now, right? With about Einstein, it's um, it's quite amusing, you know. Yeah. So, I haven't thought about the uh, AI thing in the context of Quip and Slack. It's funny. We should have a, a name game where we just sit there all day saying Quip, Slack, Einstein, Cortana. Um, <laughs> be one of the <laughs> games, right? <laughs> Now, it reminds me of like when David Letterman hosted the Oscars and he was talking to uh, Uma, Oprah, Oprah, Uma. <laughs> right, right, Oprah. So, uh, but no, I think that's, that's a great insight. I think AI, I think we talked about this before, the 2017 has got to be the year of AI and uh, and AR, right, augmented reality, which we'll yeah. talk, we talked about before. So I do, I totally get that. And I think uh, this Einstein thing is definitely going to be pervasive for sure. Yeah. Now, here's the other seriously though, because we've got all these companies, Twitter, we've got Slack, we've got Quid, we've got this Einstein thing, and then on top of all of that, they just acquired, I guess in May when you and I were in Vegas at the Shop Talk conference, right, they acquired uh, Demandware, right. right, which I think, yes. wow, seriously, right, that's that's kind of cool, and I, I that brings us back to our space a little bit, because Demandware is one of the de facto you know, uh, e-commerce site building platforms, I guess, right, it's right. one of the better way to describe it. Now, I got kind of excited because the customers on our side who really care about trusted information, you know, now we're getting really tightly coupled with the Salesforce platform. This idea of bringing trusted content directly into and populating these um, these websites on demandware is, a, is a, what I'm really interested in talking to our guys at Salesforce about next week, you know, yeah. um, and understanding how many of our customers are using demandware and whether they can repurpose all that data they've aggregated with us. Exactly. And uh, and tap into that and then start kind of straight into demandware. So yeah, you know, I don't have any additional thoughts on that? But that was that got me kind of excited to see where they're taking it. And I saw this week, I guess they relaunched demandware and called it the Commerce Cloud. I'm sure there's other things in the cloud, right? Yeah. You got any insights on that? Yeah, I don't know what else they're going to put into the Commerce Cloud itself. Uh, from an application perspective, but you're absolutely right. And I think the naming, by the way, itself is, is pretty exciting. And if you're a One World Sync customer or thinking about it, it's, it's probably pretty exciting too because it's opening up a, a lot of new possibilities, I think, in the near future, right? Because already Demandware as a company had tens of thousands of, of customers and, and growing very, very rapidly. So what's happening is, you know, for the, the ability for... Um, your content to flow directly through the platform in the future into Demandware um, and the Commerce Cloud on demand, I think is something that we, we definitely have to look into from a partnership perspective and makes a ton of sense. And the other thing, you know, that's really interesting and why I think this makes a lot of sense for Salesforce as a whole, if you look at back at a lot of the things that they have done, um, they have been very oriented on commerce, but on the fringes of commerce, right? So we've all seen the demos on, uh, what was it, a year or two ago when they started focusing on moving beyond your customer to the products that your customer owns, right? Yeah. Um, and in the ability to use service cloud to, you know, troubleshoot in real time, what was it, an MRI machine or something like that, um, that were, they were diagnosing or a John Deere tractor and all of those things. So Salesforce for a while, a Thunder um, as a platform for in, Internet of Things uh, development, which, you know, the things on the Internet are often products these days, so consumer goods products. So it's really interesting. They've made a concerted play, and I think they've made this connection that products and all of the content and activity happening around products is going to be a focus 
of all of their CRM customers in the future. So they're moving, yeah. hey, we got this whole customer data thing straightened out. Let's get this whole product content thing straightened out. And they're starting to put together from beginning to end the tools you need um, to you know, manufacture, sell, and service merchandise, all of that stuff, products. Yeah. And, yeah, and then they've got financial force as well. They're trying to make inroads there a little bit on the ERP, right. on the financial side. Um, I, I get it. I mean, you know, I was thinking uh, we've got Teresa's actually getting ready to push a press release out um, right before we go out around a new offering uh, we have called Showcase. And Showcase is this idea where buyers um, or app developers that really rely on product information um, want to find new and cool products of interest to them and get content, you know, get the description, a, a rich thumbnail, yeah. um, some of the key information right now. I'm kind of excited to talk to our guys at Salesforce about demandware in that context because now you've got this end-to-end you know, -end capability to, first of all, stand up your e-commerce capability um, and then go looking for interesting suppliers. And we know everybody's chasing Amazon to be number two right now because Amazon's got the most uh, products and suppliers, no doubt, on the planet. And once you find those suppliers, to pull that trusted content into this environment and stand up and make these products available. And then I think the only missing link, you know, other than the obvious stuff is the can they drop ship products straight to the consumer, you know, and they can get they can get with all their usual suspects, whether it's liaison or it's Sterling or it's yeah. Dice Central or whoever they use, SPS Commerce. Um, so I think it's starting to look like we can probably, um, you know, take away all of these vendor relationships that some of our customers have had to rely on and kind of pull it all into one single thread. Yeah, I, it's exciting, right? If you're a buyer, the ability to, you know, imagine in the not so distant future, you can search and browse for brand new products from either current suppliers or new suppliers, and literally with the press of a button, uh, start selling that product on your e-commerce site. Now, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if we have any merchandisers or buyers in, in the audience listening today, but I'm pretty sure if you were to talk to them, they would tell you the process is nowhere near that seamless. Uh, yeah. today and they probably lose a lot more sleep trying to make that happen than they do uh, get enjoyment or out of it so yeah, yeah a lot of possibilities that are happening here yeah yeah we'll get into that. I mean so let's switch gears a bit because we're geeking out on Salesforce yeah. techie stuff. <laughs> I can't help it. Let's, talk, let's let's talk fun for a second right I mean seriously we haven't mentioned that you two yet right so I hear Bono is playing on uh, is it Wednesday night and they've got uh, Who's that billionaire guy off Shark Tank? I guess he's doing some kind of Shark Tank thing on stage. Mark Cuban, right? They've got Mark Cuban in town. Who knows what other surprises are in store? So it, it sounds like they're, they're still maintaining the uh, rock stars, hang out with rock stars thing. So uh, I'm looking forward to that piece of it. Now, I know our budget isn't quite the same as uh, Salesforce's, Teresa, but <laughs> what kind of stuff have we got going on just for our customers and prospects who are out there just so, you know, across the week next week uh, in San Francisco? Yeah, no, we've got a ton of great things happening throughout the week. Uh, Tuesday night, if anyone is around and interested and wants to hang out with some of the One World Think experts, and also, obviously, Nick and Ken will be at the exclusive battery at 7 p.m. for some wine tasting, and we'll have some munchies, and people can stop by, just have some conversations, and just, you know, obviously look forward to Dreamforce that week. So from 7 to 11, we'll be at the battery. Um, I believe that's on one Mission Street for all the people who are familiar with the area. Um, so please make sure you stop by. And then again, Ken will be speaking Tuesday as well. 
at 3 p.m. Um, at the Hilton Union Square talking about all the fun things uh, happening with Heroku and how the One World Sync uses the App Cloud and all the other fun capabilities Salesforce has to offer. And then throughout the week, we'll be passing out fun t-shirts. I think we have some really cool green sunglasses this year we'll have uh, to hand out and uh, a smartphone wallet so you can stick your credit card and different things uh, at night when you go out and check out U2. You have a cool little One World Sync wallet to put your stuff in. So, Hey, speaking of U2, Teresa, yeah. is there any truth to the rumor that One World Sync's very own Ted Dickinson will be <laughs> lip syncing U2 at the event at the Battery? Yeah, most likely you'll find a guy in a green suit. Okay. Right. <laughs> We're kidding about that, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely sure you guys will see a Ted Dickinson uh, jamming out to you two on a fantastic. Well, it would be great to maybe post the uh, the details of the battery event to the um, the podcast, the website, whatever. Because I think you know, other than meeting the One World Sync team, I think we've got a, a decent amount of uh, industry folks coming in. And I think the Salesforce guys uh, talking about you know, how they really stood up for us, uh, this app cloud capability with Communities Cloud, a kind of next generation way to share product information. So looking forward to kind of just getting the word out this year. And um, you know, what else is there, Ken, to talk about? I mean, and that's kind of it, right? It's, it's just the calm before the storm. That's the big stuff. You know, I, I always look forward to Mark's keynote uh, to see what other little surprises that he may have in store and uh, whatever. Oh, yeah, kind of that's kind of line, guys. Yeah, yeah, right. And then, so there's always going to be another musical guest there that we don't know about. That's fun. I think Flo is going to be there. I'm pretty excited about yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. That'll be fun as well. Yeah. Um, nice. A lot of good stuff always happens at Dreamforce, and San Francisco is a great city. I think, in fact, are we going to record one of these podcasts at some point during the week? Uh, yeah. We're going to go mobile, Teresa, right? Yeah. We should hang, we should, we're going to ambush a few people on the streets. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll, we'll post throughout the week uh, on social media, definitely on Twitter, of kind of where Nick and Ken are, kind of the Where's Waldo concept, and you can kind of pop in and maybe be a special guest that week on uh, Seriously Podcast. That is a great way to finish up today. I think it's an invitation to anybody who uh, appreciates the podcasters at Dreamforce. Let us know. We will find you, and you will get to do your very own Seriously, um, provided we can remove the expletives <laughs> and anything else that's offensive. <laughs> Awesome. Great. Well, thanks. Uh, right, hopefully we'll see, we'll see you next week. And remember to subscribe to our podcast channel on SoundCloud or on iTunes. Safe travels, guys. Fabulous. Bye. Peace out. Seriously?